Wake up in the morning after the weekend to get an update on the NRL. Me legal counsel. Wake up in the morning after the weekend to get an update on the NRL. My legal counsel. Hits of the week and scandals on Monday. A story from Jack about a urinal. My legal counsel. Welcome back to Legal Council, coming at you live on the 13th of September, a beautiful Sydney Portier weekend. The the morning looks as though it's going to be promising as well. We're mid-September, which usually would be, we'd be approaching the finals, would we? Um, we'll be closer than we are at the moment with two more full rounds to go after round 18 winds up this afternoon at the 6.30 slot. As always, coming to us live from the COVID hotspot of Australasia. Um, lots of lots of questions about Australasia last week. Uh, Jack, how are you, mate? Yeah, good, mate. Uh, good to hear your voice again. Uh, what I was going to say was, oh, shit, I've just lost it. The first thing I was, oh, yeah, we'd be deep into final football. Yeah. In fact, this week we would have... We this week we would have had the first round of the finals. So we'd have one Sunday to go. It's always this time of year I start getting anxious because we we can see there's not far away when we don't have eight games a weekend, mm. which means I've got to start thinking about other sort of hobbies and shit. So, and then uh, there's no internationals this year. It's just going to, look, it's hopefully by then sort of the COVID situation sort of sorted itself out so you can do more, you know, my other hobbies like just drinking and hanging out with my mates so hmm. anyway we'll see how that goes we did have some feedback one of our listeners which i thought was quite interesting harmy mcgoldrick saying why does why does rehurry carry on with that thunderino bullshit look i mean <laughs> i was a bit gutted that even oh, i mean you wouldn't care what he says but at least it shows he's listening well i actually for some reason didn't say it just then like i don't know why as if it's the new time slot um for everyone out there it's six fifteen a.m and I tell you what, cracking open a rishes at six fifteen a.m. on a Sunday morning is a different kind of feeling. It's a, it's a homeless type feeling, or it's more just bendering. Like when you get to the early hours of a bender, when you see daylight and you're cracking a beer, the the taste buds of your mouth have just all worn off, haven't you? And you could be drinking any liquid, and most often if you're bendering at that stage, you're probably on spirits or mixed drinks. So to crack a beer when your taste buds have effectively just Waking up for the morning is interesting, isn't it? How good is beer in terms of just a, a juice for benders? Mm. So something I've been I've been watching this show, which I'll, I'll tell you about later that I want you to watch, and it's Yank based, and Yank based drinking is so much around spirits. Yeah, and I'm, but beer is just like you could just suck on a beer day in day out. To be honest, you're never gonna you're not gonna be a criminal. You're still you're gonna well it's not a good idea to be smelling a beer when you're in the office and that but no. just you're never gonna get what too wasted you're, you're very i don't think you're gonna turn into an alcoholic just sucking on a beer all day are you it's it's the baked beans really of the alcohol world isn't it just 
you just know what you're going to get every time. It's always good. Um, and it's always just there. You're, you're there just doing something with it, right? Which I don't get about. Look, I've started getting into my wine a bit, and I don't mind it. I've, I've learned how to drink it. You've got to put it in your mouth and sort of swirl it round. But I never got, or spirit, I just never got, because I'm, I think I'm obsessive compulsive in that I just need to always have something going up and down to my mouth. It's just, if someone gives me spirits or something, or like a cocktail, I'll be there in a bar or a party, and I'll have finished it, and everyone else is like, not even started. And no, I'm just like, well, no wonder I don't touch this stuff. It's da- And when I do, it's dangerous. It's very right? dangerous. Ah, yeah. Well, it's also... What about that time in Miami? Well, I was thinking that time in Miami, didn't I just spew everywhere? Oh, wow. So that's right. So Miami, I remember, and God knows how I was coherent, but we, we, we got caught out by table service, didn't we? And in order to get a table at that nightclub, we had to buy like three bottles of spirits, and they were fucking 1.5 litre, those huge bottles. And I remember you potentially vomited in just like in an open area, and another person... Um, I went for a piss at the urinal and he was asleep at the urinal leaning up against the wall and I was just like this is chaos and again spirits is one of those things that catches you out because it does take longer to get into your bloodstream I think it's like a delay of 45 minutes to an hour so those 15 year olds when they drink spirits and straight after they're like this is great I'm going to drink it every weekend and then 45 minutes later they're like asleep on a table um (laughs) It's a, it's a common occurrence, but I actually think I've been thinking during COVID, I'm, I'm actually going to start to drink more spirits, but that's not, that's what? not, that's not a pot shot of beer by any stretch of the imagination. Maybe it's just a, uh, an attempt to drink more and more diversely, maybe open up a few new occasions. Yeah, I'm saying that my wife had her birthday the other day and bought a like nice bottle of gin mm. and it's quite, you know, I do, I, I do like gin. I think it's oh, a great. Yeah. Oh, it's whether it's a gin or the mixes, but fuck, it's good. No, it's good because you can taste gin. Yeah, that must be the thing. It, Whereas like vodka, vodka's, vodka just, uh, vodka's just designed to get off your chops early, isn't it? Yeah. The Russians just gave like the most bland potato-based uh, spirit just mm-hmm. to mix like anything with a bit of just to get off your chops. Yeah, it's, it's there's nothing too much to it, is there? Um, I, I probably think we should just start at last night's game, the last game of the Super Saturday, because it's just so fresh in my head. And that we watched a dangerous a football side that are dangerous on a level that, you know, we said early in the season. We've basically called this all. If you've been listening to the show, you're like, yeah, I, I hear you guys. You've been sounding this all year. Well, we fucking have. We said at the start of the season, this is the best football side we've seen in 10 years. When they started to like cruise a little bit, we're like, oh, they're resting players. They're going to come back two weeks before the finals. And they're starting to do that. They put the sixth place side into a fucking little box last night and embarrassed them. I don't care if Ponga wasn't playing. The Roosters were just toying with them. It was, uh, I watched, yeah, I watched it and just saw a team that just, uh, Gee, they're good when they're on form. Some of those tries up the middle, oh. beautiful. That try that uh, Carey scored up the middle. And then there was that, the quick hands out to, oh, some of the quick hands out to wingers, to Tupo to score tries. Gee, they look good. And fucking hell, like, Sonny Bill Williams is just like a zipper, how he's just merged into that team. I know. It's, it's Scary almost, right? And then I was thinking, oh, it's just scary. Is it scary or just 
it's Look, we all know they're not under the cap, and it's you've got to always have that asterisk next to it. But move far on, out. move what? on. Okay, I don't want to hear any of the cap bullshit. It is what it is, and other teams do it too. And if you think that Brisbane and Manly haven't done it over the years, you, you're kidding yourselves. That rooster side, I just love the killer instinct. I want my teams that are preying upon a weaker team. I love when they go on with the job. I hate when they get up to like say. 22-0 at halftime, and then the scoreline's like 22-8. I love teams yep. that just fucking climb in, and they want to put a cricket score up at the cricket ground, no less. And the hunger I saw in Brett and Josh Morris last night, they are, they've are they gone to another level. The speed and acceleration and just the willingness to take on the line and like just rip into the Knights, knowing that they smelt blood. I want that in a football team. I want them to smell blood. And the fucking roosters smelled blood last night pretty early, didn't they? Uh, yeah, but it was still a delay. It was about 20 minutes or maybe 4 to 15 before they actually scored their first try. It's just incredible, really. The game of rugby league is so, said it before, so momentum-based, right? You could take any one of those individual players looking so beautiful in the roosters set up mm-hmm. and put them into, look, dare I say it, you know, a, a general Warriors side mm-hmm. or a Titans or Broncos side, and they're going to look clunky as fuck. There's not many players around the world that you just put in. I mean, even Sonny Bill Williams, right? You saw him come at Toronto Wolfpack to the Roosters. Mm. There's something beautiful about how rugby league as a team game, mm. when your team is playing well, you lift and get the next player. And I know it's not just rugby league. I guess it's other sports, but... Mm. Rugby league does it so well, you know. Someone like Lindsay Collins starts to look like a world beater. Like Tedesco's a very, very, very good player, mm. and he showed glimpses of what he could do at Tiger. And he, it, but you put him in any other team at the moment, and he doesn't look as smooth and nice. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, totally. Like they bring out the best, and I think that's a team sport that we've seen. We've seen that over a, a number of years. What uh, is that? What team sport where an individual can just come in? Like, Basketball, because you've only got five on the court, right? Mm. You, you, you could put LeBron in any yep. any of the thirty-two teams, yep. thirty-two, is it? Or, and they could the, he could get them to the I don't know the the semi-finals or maybe uh, even the, I, on a normal year, yeah. But I guess the the case in point is last year they didn't make it um, with the Lakers team they had, but I think they had a a few other deeper issues. And actually, LeBron got injured last year. They were on track, so I take yeah. that back. Um, it's this the storm factor. Like I think that what we're seeing before our eyes is the roosters becoming the storm. Like they're becoming that model where you take a player out, a player is so good in that environment, and you take him out. Like watch Lindsay Collins go sign a deal with the Broncos or the Gold Coast, and then watch how shitty he is. He'll be the Martin Kennedy of this, you know, these next couple of years. Um, you know, watch Nat Butcher go and get paid overs and go pay for the Sharks and never, you know, never quite crack a good. Um, career like that. That's what a brilliant coach and a brilliant setup does. And the Roosters are at that level that the Storm have been in for twenty years. Um, okay, so Sonny Bill Williams. This is what we got in week two: thirty-three minutes, three offloads, one line break assist, nineteen tackles, a tackle success rate of a hundred percent, nineteen from nineteen, and eighty-nine meters. That's just he's just fucking teasing us, isn't he? What what could he do in a so so? What did I say then? Thirty five minutes. Yeah. 
in week <laughs> two. Oh, but he's not going to be fit enough. He's not going to be doing this. That's a decent stint off the bench, isn't it? It is, and I, I think Trent's... I mean, he's come in so late as well. I mean, again, I, I had question marks about what Trent Robinson was doing, bringing him... I oh, know you not me. never did. But just late in the season, there's two more games for the finals. Ah, oh, it's just... It's, 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 to be honest, as you've said, it's nice to watch as a, almost a neutral. There's going to be a, there's going to be one, maybe two quite devastated roosters that aren't going to make this, um, 17 though. Uh, when it all, when it's all said and done, they'll be, um, when Crichton gets, you know, back into the starting lineup and maybe Topanunia goes to the bench. Um, there's going to be. I don't, I don't think you can put Tupanuia. He's going there well, like far yeah, but he'll go even better off the bench. Like he's just to throw him. Now he's he's probably the Roosters' answer to when the Storm were bringing Nas and Faasuma Luali yeah, yeah. off off the bench um, progressively over that you know that middle patch of the first half. The Roosters, I think, have to be able to do that as well, bringing impact, and they'll have Sunny Bill on top of Nunia. Um. It's just I'm I'm fired up to see who can rise and take the Roosters on in the, in the eight. And at the moment, um, the Storm at their pomp, I feel like they don't have that extra gear. Like, it's going to be a very, very good game of rugby league. But do you think they have that extra gear that they can take on to the Roosters? And the Roosters didn't have JWH last night either, did they? No. So who, who can Storm go the next year? Can the Storm go toe-to-toe and beat this Roosters side? Jeez, mm, it, it has it has uh, hallmarks of 2018 a little bit, doesn't it? Where yeah. they just couldn't compete in that grand final. Um, yeah. And I, look, yeah, let Storm have to have their full, mm-hmm. full uh, squad on the field, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know what happened in that 2018 grand final. Storm just didn't throw a punch, did they? It wasn't. Mm. Mm. But anyway, I don't know. It's a Look, let's sit back. Well, who have the Roosters got to finalise the, this week, uh, this round robin? Okay, so the Roosters have got... Sharkies, which is good for us. Yeah. And who's the next one? Someone that they will beat, obviously. Well, anyway. <laughs> who gives a fuck, eh? They're going to smoke him. I'll come back to you. So the um, night, uh, you know I've got that. I know the Knights are such a non-plus team for both of us personally, but I do have a connection into the Knights in the Sanctum, um, whose brother actually runs social media for the Knights. And he sort of, so he actually is pretty close. I've got the Sharks and the Rabbitohs. Sharks and Rabbitohs, okay. I still run in for them. Uh, But, so I've got a connection with the Knights, and apparently, um, let's just call this guy's Clint, this guy Clint that I know, let's not use his real name. Um, <laughs> he, uh, he said that his brother actually said, "Don't watch last night." I don't know whether they're they're mad leagueies, but he said there's something going on in the Knights uh, camp over the last couple of weeks, mm-hmm. which is really weird. And why did Kelly and Ponga not play last night? Like, well, they've gone for the rest. Now, this is this is what I wanted to chat about after that. They've gone for the rest, resting their best player, which. It's not a fucking like, mar- um, you know, March game of the NBA in an eighty-two game season. We're talking about look if he's got genuine, you know, ankle and knee issues, 
and it's just niggle and you need to sit him out. I, I can kind of buy into that. But this is a team well, that... He get old, isn't he? Or 22. Yeah, this is a team that really need every single rep um, they get. And to put yourself up against the Roosters and know where you're at, you're only going to grow after that. And they've got a quite a nice... Um, They've got quite a nice finish to the season with the with the Dragons and the Titans. But I think what he basically said, or is saying, Adam O'Brien, is that, well, we've made the playoffs. We're guaranteed. We're guaranteed to finish between fifth and eighth. Who fucking gives a shit? You know, who cares who we play? Because Canberra, or Para potentially, um, Souths and Sharkies, it's all much of a muchness. It's all a tough game. So we may as well get fit. So I can see both sides of the story, but... I would always lean towards getting, you know, getting into form because they got flogged by the Warriors by 40 points, 36 points two weeks ago. Um, they just, they just got, they're a two-man team, two, three-man team, the Knights. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's, look, I, I did like what they were doing, earlier, but I hate to think AOB's, something's going on up there. I don't know what could uh, happen. I mean, I don't, I don't like the Knights. I don't actually like Newcastle people. I find them arrogant. Ooh. I find... No, no, I just think... No, they, we no, love the people in Newcastle. No. They just, they're arrogant about their town. They get, you know, those... They, oh, anyway, Who doesn't get... love their hometown? I've, I've told Us. you that. Us. <laughs> No, but I mean hometown, yeah, I guess yeah, so. Yeah, look, no, apologies. We know we've got, oh, we've got some strong Newcastle supporters here, Jake. You don't want to just cut them. Yeah, they can't get rid of a whole town supporting the podcast. No, I guess so. Um, okay, move on. I've started, now, I've started reading that book of yours. What's that one? The one uh, set in Kingston. Oh, A Brief History of Seven Killings. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fuck, so how, how good? Well, I don't know yet. I've just started it, but it very much reminds me of... Um, uh, when you're trying to read train spotting and oh, train yeah. or, or Irvine Welsh's thing. So yeah. it takes you about half the book to start getting the accents. Yeah, the patois. So basically, uh, from from memory, the first 30 pages, you're just like, Jesus. And patois are the native language to Jamaican, which is pidgin English to some degree, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and you just have to, your, your brain eventually gets trained to pick it up. It's like when you're watching subtitles in a movie and then you're like, oh, fuck. Yeah, no, I'm, and you just click. But I think it's yeah. a 30 pages, and then you're like, you're, you're, you're just smooth what sailing. What's pon mean in Padua? P-O-N? Um, oh, it's just a nor. It's one of those, like, pre, it's a preposition to some degree, isn't it? Like, on or up or, like, that kind of sort of thing. But they re- replace, like, a known word. Um, yeah, okay. Uh, it means under, well, yeah, here, p- an intrusive. On way up to pond means what are you doing here? Okay. Something I like mean, that. I was probably wrong. Embarrassing. Like, I sit down and do my daughter's homework with her. And when mm. it comes to like edge, like they have these digital like learnings these days on apps mm. and that. And it comes and they read a sentence and they go, what's the adverb and the adjective and all that shit? And I always get it wrong. <laughs> So my daughter just looks at me like, what the hell? The, so, the thing with that is, is though, like, and I, I think most adults would, would be getting that wrong because you're relearning half that stuff. But I think one, the, the beauty of, hopefully, with your intellectual capacity now is once you learn it once, you'd get it. You don't have to continue to try and, you know, relearn and over time. Yeah, but it's funny. Like, I, who cares what a bloody adverb is? Like, does that really... I don't know. A- adverbs it... give meaning to a verb. They usually end in L-Y, don't they? Oh, do they? You don't... Yeah, okay. But the other thing is, 
Right, but that as an engineer, other things really wind me up. Like someone t- was, went to me the other day, they go trigonometry. Like, what the hell would you use trigonometry for? And I just look like I just looked at them like, what the fuck? I use it every probably twenty minutes. Really? Nah, not not as much these days. But back in the, like ten years ago, as an engineer, when you're doing calcs, like you're using trigonometry all the time in mm. your head. Mm. Fuck yeah, you don't know until you're in that industry, though, do you? All right, but tech adjectives, maybe advertising, going, oh, you need to make it look like, yeah, what, what adverb are you using here? Because that's not quite working for the audience. I don't know. I don't think you, if you're a copywriter, then then you would have a good, deep knowledge of the English language and stuff like that and a, and a strong use of, of um, I mean, you're a wordsmith, essentially. So, um, yeah. yeah, you would. All right. I'm going to tack back. By the way, that book's fucking incredible. Keep keep at it. Like, it just gets better and better. It's Brief History of Seven Killings. Um, storm today. So we, we're going to tack back to the storm. The storm, if you look at them now, they're starting to get their team back. But how long is Pappenhausen out for? I don't know who they got at fullback. They don't have that. Nico Hines. Lovely hit of on him. Hmm. But yeah, come on, I'm going to call you out now. Mm. You earlier in the show this year said Pappenhausen will be playing Super League next year. No, I look. I, my comments, around, my comments were Pappenhausen. I ha- he has that look about him as if he could be a bit of a flash in the pan. It wouldn't surprise me if he's in Super League in a couple of years. But I'm happy to renege on that. He's actually good. fucking good. He's very small though, but he is very good. So he's out at the moment. They're still rolling with Brinko Lee in centres. I know, but that's he reminds me of who was that centre they used to have that wore the three quarter length. Oh, uh, Chase Blair. Chase, Chase Blair. I mean, that's a, that's a storm for you, right? That's they the have a storm. That, they just have a couple of idiots in the team that they carry. Justin Olam's a really important player for him for the Storm now, I, eh? I. The Olam sidestep is something to behold. The guy cannot move sideways. He just get you watch him, just gets the ball, and it's like he's a, it's like he's a tracer bomb. He just goes far forward. I listen. Mm. It's an old school way of playing. And ah, oh, geez, on as I said, one of my regrets in my life is I never went up to PNG and had like one year playing local league <laughs> up there. That, that, that to me is the um. That's the. I should have done that just to. I, I I want to do the Kokoda tra- Trail. That's one thing. I was yeah. to my neighbour about uh, a few weeks back. He highly recommends it. Are you serious? The, that to me is the biggest what? middle class wank fest. What are you going on a very interesting um, historical tri- uh, trip? At the same time, you're going through the jungle for five days, and that's just general fitness enjoyment. Like throwing a bit of history. It's fucking fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Like, apparently there's like live rounds of ammo on the like to the side and stuff. It's just, and you get like a really good guy who just you know as any good trick has. Um, like, I don't know. I look. I don't want to move on because I don't want to get into this because I just think it's faux Aussie pride nationalism that trick. There's way better tricks. Imagine how muddy and worn the trick would be now by white middle class Aussies walking. Well, that's in. fucking tourism, isn't it? Yes, anyway, Justin Olam, love him. He's, he's, is he underrated? Mm, he's properly rated. Oh, yeah, he probably, but gee, I, I like his style of football. I think he's, 
he, he would hate to come up against him. He would hurt you every time you tackled him. He'd be a hard granite-like. Um, yeah, I've, I've said this on the show before once. When I went and played league in Wellington, you know, mm. I made like this rep team. And so I pl- so all the, the brothers from the Hutt Valley mm. said to me, I said, oh, he was going to have me went up to play a game against Waikato or something. And they go, Oh, Jack, I hate tackling you. I'm like, why? I'm tiny in that. And he go, they go, oh, mate, you're so bony. Because I was so <laughs> like tackling big, uh, like Polynesian boys. Because it wasn't professional, right? So they weren't chiseled. They had a yeah. bit of sort of fat on them. They bit said, of cuddle. We hate tackling you because you're bony in that. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Um, but the Storm are missing Finucane. That's that's their Radley. So I guess. Their depth is getting tested a little bit. They've got Tino at lock. Kenny's back. Kafusi's there. Sofa Solomona. I think they've just lost Welsh as well. So yeah, um, they, they, when, you, when you're the storm, you need every bit of these, every one of these guys. So Welsh is out. Pappenhausen's out. We hope they both come back. Um, they are paying at Sunshine Coast Stadium today a dollar eight to beat Uh-oh. the Cowboys. I mean, yeah. do you just want to get your pick in now? Yeah, Storm. I mean, the Cowboys are so shit this year. Okay, we'll save the next pick till last. But I do want to just roll through some of the other games. You watching that Tigers-Rabbitohs game? Uh, oh, to be honest, I started watching it, and then when... Uh, Reynolds kicked the conversion of, I can't remember who's going to be Campbell Graham, scored that try early in the first half. I said to Mumsy, okay, we can watch your show now. Um, mm. I just thought it was all over. And then I sort of started seeing some texts of about a Tigers just came back uh, to get within two. Mm. Um, gee, I would have been gutted if Tigers actually won because I did, I turned the TV off. So did Benji lead the sort of little spurred the comeback from the Tigers? Uh, he was actually pretty good, but then he did a really awful kick in the last five minutes, early in the tackle count, kicked it behind the line. You know, at, at best, you see it coming in for a try. At worst, it's um, a set of six repeat, but he just kicked it dead. So it was a really bad thing. But he was he was very good. Like, to let go of him, and I know they've got salary cap issues, that's fucked. The Tigers are fucked next year. Like, who is going to call the shots? Who's going to pull the strings for them next year? Who's going to be in the halves? Brooks and Drink Billy Water. Walters. Yeah, I mean, it's... Because Grant... Has Cam Smith announced his retirement yet? No. <clears throat> so Grant's going to be at the Storm. Is he? Well, he, he has to be. Well, so you're saying Smith's going to retire? Yeah. Or go is play that... elsewhere in Brisbane or something. Is that the word? I, I just my gut feel. And then that means that Harry Grant's going to be there. I wonder... Oh, Brandon Smith is also missing from the Storm side. Yeah, that's a huge one. Hopefully, hope, can they get him back? Yeah, I think it's going to be like week two of the finals. He's a guy that you do rush back, though. He is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and might be playing week two as well. So, Harry Grant's going to go... But I, just, I just cannot see a way out for this Tiger side, which means that next year... You're going into next season with two just guaranteed sides that just don't have a fucking chance of making the eight. Two sides you can put a black mark through right now as the Dogs and the Tigers. Yep. Um, 
dogs got beaten by the Eagles. You know the Eagles now have a mathematical chance of making the finals. Really? Jeez. So here's what has to happen. Okay. <clears throat> the um the Sharks have to lose all three games. So that is against the Warriors today, the Roosters and the Raiders. There's a chance of that happening, yeah? Oh, there's a which means that the Warriors would go to 16 points and Manly can, <clears throat> can overtake the Warriors. But they need to make sure that they beat them. So Manly need to win their next two, of which one will be the Warriors and one will be the Titans. Yep. So yep. if that's the case, Manly, the Warriors and Cronulla could all in that scenario, and that's if the Warriors beat the Raiders, and if they lose to the Raiders, it doesn't even matter. That means that the Manly and the Sharks will be tied on 18. Wow. But Manly need to fucking do a real job with their for and against. So they're 122 points for and against behind the Sharks. But if they've got the Warriors and the Titans, they could say, you know, lift that up by 30 or 40. Yep. Um, and then the Sharks, by going against the Roosters, Raiders, and Warriors, could conceivably oh, yeah. drop 60 or 70. So, Manly the fans, there is a chance. The, the Sharks. The Sharks season has just been, oh, I, I, the definition of mediocrity. I mean, I just think, if you had the Webster's Dictionary next year, you'll have mediocrity and you have the Sharks 2020 season. It's just been... Well, no, you won't. You'll have the Sharks 2010 to 2020. So they won a premiership, which always looks sharp. No, 2010 to 2020. They won their premiership 15 years ago. Well, the Sharks. Oh, sorry, mate. I thought you were talking about the Tigers. My apologies. No, no. I mean, I wouldn't even call the Tigers mediocre. They're below that. But, um, and I think I've said this on the show before, mediocre doesn't get used properly these days. Mediocre should be just average. And the Sharks are just... Yeah, mediocre is an insult, isn't it? Like average. When you call someone average, you're in, you're insulting them. But like, yeah. you're just you're not bad. You're not good. You're just okay. Yeah, you're just a guy. Like um, yeah, a jag. I'll just a guy. I'll just accept that for some stuff, right? I'm just a guy in terms of my, I don't know, tax return ability. Um, okay. Don't want to be amazing at it. So, Panthers thirteen in a row. Nothing to see there. Good performance. Oh, I've had, oh, there's a few uh, strings of uh, belief in the league community that the Panthers are pretenders. Mm-hmm. Uh, and pointing to the last couple of weeks' performances, even though they've won, that they're playing arrogantly and they... And I sort of see... I'm starting to see their point a little bit. There's quite a bit of greediness, especially from Crichton, and they're trying to go themselves a bit. Um, Interesting. Well, time will tell. I, it's it's a long bow to draw if you still if they're still winning, you know, against a para team like para. Well, with the very um, the interesting thing we are going to get to is so who para are the key here? Um, para's next two games: Broncos, Tigers. Okay, so para are going to finish fourth. Okay, amazing. How the so hell week is- one. Uh, chalk this in your diaries. Week one, dumb. Okay, week one is Panthers Eels. 
Yep. And Storm Roosters. Now, that Storm side will be missing one. So you're going to get Roosters and Panthers going to go through. So Raiders most likely will finish fifth. And then some poor cunts are going to be going down um, to GIO Stadium and facing a knockout game against the Raiders. So it will be... And then Rabbitohs Knights. It's all done. So the only thing that the only game that is in question is, of course, who do the Raiders play? Is it the Sharks? Is it the Warriors? Or is it potentially Tigers or Eagles? Yeah, okay. So it's a question about who the Raiders will play, but Raiders will beat them, right? Yeah. And then the Raiders will then have the loser. So the, the Raiders, and then let's just say the Bunnies and the the Knights, who cares, whoever wins that game, they're pretty close. The Raiders would play the, the, Eel. uh, the Eels at Bank West. To play the Roosters in the semis. Yes. Yeah. Wow. And then Storm will then play... The bunnies. Basically, the, no, they'll play the bunnies or Knights. Yeah, Storm will play the bunnies. If we think the bunnies are weird. So Storm Panthers. Mm. So here it now, my semis are Storm Panthers and Roosters Raiders. Well, we just decided that, didn't we? We did that together. Yep. Not just yours. That's the show's semifinals. I think it's a, and I think they're, I think it's a, the the way is paving. Yep. That Panthers Storm semi knockout prelim. Wow. That's a game of football. That's a test for the Panthers. Oh, yeah. I mean, the last time the Storm Panthers played Storm, the Panthers actually beat them, I thought, fairly convincingly. Oh, convincingly, yeah, they just won. They they did what they needed to win. They, can they do that in a semi final situation? I mean, I wouldn't put it past them. I think. Oh, that there, that's salivate. I mean, we just we just basically like just patting the roosters on the bum and just putting them in the grand final, really, aren't we, right now? It's like, yep, yep job done, buddy. Oof. All right. Um, you think about getting the uh, snip? Am I thinking about getting the snip? Have you got it or are you thinking about it? I haven't got it. I haven't thought about it. Yeah, There's still an outside chance I might punch in another one. Yes, that's my sort of theory too. And I don't know, we might have a divorce, might have another... I don't know, it's just... Oh, actually, it's reversible, isn't it? So, who cares? Yeah, we'll see how we go. It's it's not something that's even entered my consciousness. I've heard really? other people talk about it, but it has not entered my consciousness. I've got a fucking four-month-year-old, I've got other shit to worry about. Um, Okay, what I liked last night at uh, Super Saturday is the Raiders getting a bit hungry and filling up on the Dragons. That's a good check mark for me for the Raiders because I still think the Raiders... So who did we have the Raiders playing? Uh, what do you mean? In, in round one? In round two. Round two, they play the Eels. Okay, so they can win that and then go on to play the Roosters. Yes, correct. Ooh, grand final replay is the prelim. Yep. The only Which, thing... I'd like to do a set on that. Always, that seems to happen more often than not. Yeah. It's a shame that they'll have to play the Eels at Bank West on that second round because, let's be honest, the Eels, I would say more than any other team in the comp, get the rub of the green, don't they? They just get yep. everything that goes their way. 
It's just it's 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 as if there are higher powers wanting the Western Sydney side to be really strong. And we haven't touched on what the Warriors went through last week, but geez, I can sort of see why it's easy to hate the like the current incarnation of the Eels. One, they seem to be getting a leg up by the rest, but they're fucking whinging. Oh, like Gutho and Gutho and Moser and and Sivo, Sivo, staying down, down. Oh, it's just. Every time there's a penalty, like I've been, I watched it the other night, um, Eels Panthers. Every fucking time the ref blew his whistle, Moses' arms went oh, laterally, fuck. and he starts point- talking to him. I'm just the, like the the, the 2020 Parramatta Eels, this incarnation, sit on my Mount Rushmore of most hated NRL teams ever, and I've done a complete 180 on Nathan Brown. That guy's a fucking punish. Nah, I like him. Nah, I think. nah, this whole, like, tough, you know, mongrel, just gives it to her, goes all day. Look, I like the motor on him, but he's just one of those, like, he's one of those over-emotional dipshits that in a game of bull rush, just, like, he gets hit in the head, he's got, like, slight tears in his eyes, and then he just goes, like, he just sees red. So he just signals out people in the opposition and runs at them stupidly, and he gets smashed. He's been getting smashed. He got smashed by Bloor on his debut, and um, for the Tigers did the same thing. And it's the and it takes away from the game. And like, if I was the coach of the Eels, I'd say, mate, I'm going to drop you for a couple of weeks just to get your head right. You're a fucking idiot. What do you mean it takes away from the game? It makes the game enjoyable. No, nah, but it's like it it it's moving away. Like the Eels want to come up structurally, and they've got one guy who's like, no, nah, give me the ball. I'm going to run at this other guy and smash him. And Tafunga is a small guy too. That sin binning was, I mean, in the immortal words of Andrew Voss, it's the worst sin binning of all time. We, Did he actually say that? Yeah, we had two Wait, tries that down, like, bang, bang, straight away. We're down 16-0. No one gives us a hope. Um, now, you'll hear Warriors fans go on and on and on and on about we don't get a good rub of the green. But that's just a great example of where we do always get fucked. And this season could have gone slightly differently if that game and the Titans' absolute rogering not allowing Jack Hetherington that try, we could be sitting in eighth spot. But anyway, it's our, in our hands. How good was uh, Gus's tweet after the game last week? Just sort of, because he's obviously now watching the Warriors oh, yeah. really closely. And yeah. he's also got that job with the NRL. So he sort of crafted a yeah. tweet that was, and it just happens. This happens. People that are in the game for a long time, who was the, was it Cleary? Ivan Coon started to coach us. It's just like, now I get, I can see it now. We, you, you're up against it being in the Warriors team, yep. um, and Gus is starting to see that now. So it it's only good. It's only positive for us to have someone like Gus in our corner. Like we've got a mouthpiece now who is extremely influential. Tell you what, though, some of this, like you know, in all team sports, when you just when you come together, when you come together, it's not about the talent and the team. It's about the vibe and the you know the unity that's so much more important um, than individual brilliance sometimes. But the vibe that the Warriors have at the moment—they're just happy, like a happy team. I think if you walk at every training at the moment, and you could judge, you know, if there was a happiness radar, the Warriors have got something that you know yeah. the great teams have. They have fun out there, and then you look at a team like. You know, the Eels had it early season. They don't have it now. Look at the Knights. They're not having fun. Manly, they're not having fun. Tigers, they're not having fun. Like, it's no secret. The teams that are fucking up there are like, they enjoy it. They love it. 
So what, Ian, we've always talked about what this year's COVID season might change for the, if we ever have a normal season again. But I mean, if you're a partner sitting back in Auckland and you're seeing the Warriors just having like heaps of fun and shit now, you're like, ugh, maybe I'm the problem. (laughs) (laughs) Do you reckon that COVID's just going to see a shit ton of Warrior divorces? And then you've got these single boys out there mixing it up. Moneyball-wise, we've got a pretty, I don't know, we've got a shit team on paper. Maybe some team just goes, right, guys, six months in RL season, we're just going away. We're going on camp. Yep. We're going to camp. Like, for the Warriors, we're going, and people have talked about this issue with the Warriors. They go, just for six months, check up in Wollongong. You well, we had to play at home in front of our fans, mate. No, but even, no, but that's what I'm saying. Even you fly back to Auckland for your home games. <laughs> Fucking hell. Oh, jeez. This is revolutionary. Has, uh, people said that before. Yeah, okay. Who are these people? Um, all right. Well, we, we, we're getting on to what we want to talk about, right? And that is that is the Sunday's game. 6.30 on a Sunday. We've, we've talked about this time slot. I don't have to go there again. That's just a Warriors game at 6.30 on Sunday, just right in the middle of fucking bath times and bed times. And I'm going to be in and out of this game. I can see it now. Um. Yeah, take a look at yourself, PBL. Because I don't know why did they get away from t- uh, Warriors are playing the Sharks, a Sharks team that have lost Jade Graham and Townsend and Moylan. Um, I think the biggest uh wrinkle in this game, the wild card, is jersey number sixteen, and this could be good or bad for you, Sharks fans. Andrew Fafita is back. Yeah, on one leg. Um, Warriors look like they're running with the same side that they've been playing with the last few weeks. Listen to this, though. Like, sheesh. William Kennedy, Sione Katoa, Josh Dugan, Jesse Ramian, Ronaldo Molitano, Connor Tracy, Sean Johnson. Bit of a ragtag rocks and diamonds backline. Um, yep. Ueli, Bailey, Braley, Woods, Nikora, Talakai, Rudolph. Um, not a bad four-pack. Not a bad four-pack. It's going to be a it's going to be a close game. Sharks are at a dollar fifty-seven. It's at Natalstra Jubilee Stadium, which is Cogra. Yep. Warriors two dollars forty. Who's your pick? Warriors. Same. I just think the Sharks, oh, they're just so hot and cold, but I just don't even think they deserve to be in the eight almost. I I, I feel that they were on such a roll, and then again, injuries disrupt them. But that's all part of it. That's all part yeah. of it. Johnson missed three weeks. You're not going to be able to, um, for how good he was, and I guess that's probably his Dell M chances there and then. Um, okay, well, that's it. Warriors. Whew. So that means that the Warriors will go to 16 points, jump the Eagles and Tigers, go to ninth, two points behind the Sharks with two games to go. And then we've got Raiders and who's the other team we've got last? Oh, Eagles. Yep, at Lotto Land. Yeah. And Tom Tabuovic is going to be back next week. Wow. It well, would be, 
it would be such a manly thing to win these next two games and, and finish in the eighth spot, eh? Yep. Yep. <laughs> How good would that be? And then, and then with Tommy the Turbo going, yeah, exactly. I mean, going down to play the Raiders. Jeez. Whew. Don't lose hope, Manly fans. Um, before we go, I've fucked up the RSS feed with Apple Podcasts, so that's why we weren't on Apple. We're just on SoundCloud last week, and I'm still having an ongoing battle with some fucking idiot behind a keyboard. So hopefully we're back up on iTunes this week, but potentially just another week of just being on SoundCloud. So just stick with us, and we'll we'll get it sorted. Um, you just going to take the game in at home this afternoon? Yeah, it might need some planning, as you say, around bath times and that. Uh, I don't know what we'll have for dinner, but yeah, it's just a niggly bloody You've got to get ahead of it, don't you? You've got to basically, the moment this, it's 7.07am here, you've got to get out there and just make the day your own so that you've got that lead reward at the end of it. Yeah, maybe, I mean, it would have been good. It might be one where you just say, I'm off to the pub, you know, which we just can't do down here. Oh. Yeah, my mm. local pub's getting renovated at the moment, which just shits me. I could have walked what, over the, the road. Hood? Yeah. And look, no one can go in there. Well, you still can watch footy out the side. Um, Hold on. So the Robin Hood's getting renovated, so you can still buy a beer there, say. Yeah, well, they're just renovating the front bar. You can watch uh, footy yeah. and have a feed out the side. Um, yes, ideal, isn't oh, it? I hope it's still a dive bar by the end of it. I'll be devastated if it's not. Anyway, um, big day. Hopefully we're talking next week with, with the Warriors still with a chance. You've got to love your league. Got to love your league. If he leaves me now, it takes away the biggest part of me. It takes away the biggest part